Hello and welcome back to Beautifully Naive. It's Teresa here. I am really excited today to be talking to Marilyn Fortin about intuition. I think this is something that I used to think you either had or you didn't have. But talking to Mary Loon today, it was a powerful reminder that this isn't something that comes easily to everyone. Um, when we're younger, we usually get a lot of messages around not listening to that inner voice, but rather listening to external voices. So today, we explore Mary Loon's path to finding her intuition, listening to it, and learning to listen deeply. Mary Loon is a soul igniter, an animal communicator, and healer, and a channeler. Through multiple challenging and traumatic life lessons, she has healed herself physically, mentally, and spiritually. Those valuable life lessons have led her to her own path of healing, realigning her with her true self and therefore her life. One soul at a time, humans or animals, with love and empathy, she holds space for others to align with their own true selves so they can also find the path that leads them to their purpose. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and if you feel inspired and want to share with a friend, I would really appreciate that. I hope you enjoy our chat. So hello, Mary Loon. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) I'm so excited to talk to you about intuition. This is such a big, fun topic for me. Yeah, and it's such a big, wide field with information topic, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I want to start by asking you, like, what were your influences or what was the messaging you received when you were growing up about intuition? Like, did your family encourage you to listen to your intuition? Or do you feel like you got more messages around, like, listen to us, an external source, and don't listen to that voice Mm -hmm. inside? Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely got a little bit of both. Um, the way that I was brought up had a huge impact on, um, at first, not listening to my intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was uh, my family where I was, my goodness, I don't even know where to start with that. <laughs> Oh, good Lord. It was a great space for me to uh, go through massive life lessons, for sure, Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. schooling in a big way. Um, It was lots of trauma um, involved. Um, So, as you know, you know, when you're in fear, when there's trauma, uh, when the ego is involved in a big way, it's harder to be able to connect with your intuition. Mm-hmm. And I was able to do that when I was alone with animals, though. Okay. So, which is what I would look for the most. Okay. I, you know, as a kid, I just loved the way I felt when I was around them. Okay. So I looked for those moments. Otherwise, Outside of the moments, it was um, it was difficult for me. So, the learning of intuition and knowing that it was intuition back then uh, came came way later. Okay. Than I would have liked it. <laughs> <laughs> 
you were you were building those uh underground sources (laughs) the the roots were getting strong (laughs) yep the foundation was uh was getting built at that point yeah so at some point there was a shift obviously definitely because now you're very much in touch with your intuition so do you remember that like was it a process or was it one day you hit something and you're like oh my god Mm. that's exciting (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's funny eh? because I think I think a lot of people think that when we do this kind of um, work as um, as a channeler or energy healer that it's like a light bulb moment it's like Mm. aha oh my god I can hear and see feel everything Mm -hmm. Uh, I have met some people for who it has been that way for me, it was a process, though. Okay. Um, definitely was a process. And as I was learning more and more to, especially in my, was, I'd like to say my mom passed away when I was 23. Okay. And now looking back, I think it's the moment where I felt probably the most alone uh, in my life. Um, I was actually alone. I was living in the U.S. at the moment. Okay. Um, my mom had just passed away and I wasn't there. My family was far away. I was in Ohio Mm. and my boyfriend left me two weeks after that. Oh, so, oh, it was, it was a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So all of a sudden I was left with me and me, Mm -hmm. um, in a big, big way. And I think that was meant for me to really get to rely on my own self and realize, Mm. okay, hold on. Remember how you used to feel when you were a kid? And those tiny little moments once in a while when I knew that I was doing something good and it felt good and I knew I was on the right path, Mm -hmm. I tried to reconnect with that. And I tried my first way of connecting with intuition. I started to really try to connect more and more with the angelic realm. Okay. Um, I needed, I needed comfort from losing my mom. Mm. Um, I was raised Catholic and had gone to church. Um, not that I am still, it's not what I follow, but I have kept pieces that I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the praying. I like the angels, you know, mm. all of those things. Mm-hmm. So when I was at that age, 23, I went back to these things uh, and they, they were anchors, anchors for me. Right. You know, so then it started to evolve a bit more and I started to be able to see even more. Okay. So I started to see, I started to hear and I started to feel. Um, and I do believe that intuition is also something that you can, you can get, you know, through all of those means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't look the same for every person. Exactly. We yeah. kind of have our, it's like learning, you know, how you get to, um, I call it my spirit team, right? Mm-hmm. So how are you connecting with your spirit team in a certain way? When you connect with your spirit team, you connect with your higher self. You know, mm-hmm. I tell people that when they come to meet with me, they pretty much come and meet themselves. Right. Yeah. If I go a little further. So yeah, I'd say it's about early twenties. I started to, to start that process more consciously at least. Okay. And did you learn different ways to connect with that just through play and practice? Or did you have 
friends or community members that you kind of spoke with about that or read mm -hmm. books or pursued different ways to learn? Or was it more just a, you just started to notice different pieces of it and connection to yourself in a different way and then grew that? Mm -hmm. I started to read. Okay. I started to read more and more. Um, I started to also meditate at that time. Okay. So I started to, I, I was praying and then I realized that in a way prayer is meditation. Mm -hmm. And then I, through reading, I learned that. And then I started to learn a little bit about meditation. Um, and I started to connect more and more also about how I feel. So how I would be in a certain situation, how it would make me feel mm. uh, and use that to make decisions. Yeah. Um, I we even, I, I remember also even like on purpose, kind of playing with my intuition and knowing, like picking a subject or making a decision about something that I knew was going to have no life or death impact on me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and going against, you know, my intuition just to, just to check, you know, hmm. and practicing with that. Yeah. And then okay. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single time I go with that feeling that no, it just doesn't go as, as well, you know? Okay. So <laughs> like good. intellectually, you knew it was a no, but you mm -hmm. wanted to practice that body sensation, that like physical, exactly. ooh, yeah, that's a definite no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or if flow came or not, I'm sure that's a piece of it as well, right? That if things yeah. came, you know, would move forward and yeah, mm -hmm. gain momentum versus that hitting that wall every time. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's it's what helped me with the gap healing, you know, the process of healing from trauma, uh, which is, you know, being in your head so much mm. um, to connected with my heart and my body, which is to me, the body can't lie. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that a beautiful, um, a beautiful person um, said to me, her name is Kay Roberts, when I was going through healing from OCD with thoughts and PTSD. And when she said that, I was like, Oh, my God, this is this is gold, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where I get hung up. And I'm sure a lot of other people get hung up is like, what, like, what is trauma informing me? What is trauma stopping me from mm -hmm. or making choices versus intuition? And I get confused about that. Or I get like, worried that I'm not making the right decision or that I'm coming from a place of trauma versus intuition or vice versa. So is, yeah. is that just the body piece or is there anything else that you kind of have come across that helps mm -hmm. differentiate those two? Absolutely. There's actually a piece that I've, I've noticed a lot, especially working with my clients. Um, there's a timing for that too, eh? So what I mean by that is that if you are in acute anxiety, depression, or acute like state of trauma, mm -hmm. it is not a good time to try to tune in with your body. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> your heart's well, racing. Your mind's not clear. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, let's put it this way. It's a good time to continue with your body. It's not a good time to make a decision trying to tune into your body as a tool. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so timing is a big piece so okay. the first the first step I have found is with experience is to really bring yourself to that place where you are feeling 
more calm where you are mm. actually feeling in your body mm. like mm -hmm. like actually feeling it and yeah. what i mean by that is like i like the way i like to do that is putting my hand on my chest Mm -hmm. and feeling the pressure the physical pressure of my hand on my chest mm. and it's like okay I'm here I'm right here yeah for me breath is a big one mm -hmm. like just taking a couple of deep breaths and feeling you know tapping into that feeling my chest move my abdomen move feeling yeah. the relaxation when I exhale or whatever so that's that's always a big way for me to ground into my body yeah and that's yeah. amazing right when we can start to find our own ways that work for us mm -hmm. so you can have those teachers that you have sessions with but the part of the work that we have to do is to find out what works for us mm -hmm. and that's a really big part and um yeah that that's a big piece to be able to connect also with your intuition because you'll get to know what works for you how are you getting information from your own self? Yeah, absolutely. And I love the idea of playing with an, an idea or a decision that you know intellectually is not the right one. <laughs> right? right? So like you said, it's low stakes. There's no like, nothing bad is going to happen. Yeah. You're not going to like lose, you know, quit your job and then decide if it wasn't right. <laughs> exactly. I think yeah, I remember starting I was with a little 15 years old when I started doing that. Yeah. Funny, eh? mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Can you think of a couple of examples? Like clothes you might wear or that kind of stuff or? Yeah, that kind of stuff. Or um, it was more about likes and dislikes. You know, my intuition would tell me, well, you know that this is probably going to be better for you as far as like food, what to eat. Okay. Yeah. Or, um, or a book. Oh my God, which book should I pick? You know, you had the library. Mm, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, I'm going to pick, I, I, I would, I would eventually go back and buy the one that I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I like to, I don't know why I, I really needed to feel the difference, like the two extremes to bring myself into a safe place and know that that was real. Well, it's just like anything, right? It's practice. It's gaining confidence. It's really mm -hmm. feeling that difference so that you're not second guessing yourself all the time, right? And and not waiting until it's some big decision like a relationship issue or a exactly. job thing or like purchasing a home or, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is that. I love what you just said. The fact it's and I say it all the time. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Yeah, and not being so one. serious about it. Oh, that's a thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's always high stakes. But yeah, uh, just being playful about it. Playful, I've been more like yeah. even this um, this Christmas, just going around the house and looking at each space. This was encouraged by a friend of mine. And just look at them. Like, where do you want direct decorations? Where do you not? What feels good? Mm -hmm. Like, what feels like, oh, that would be clutter there. Or that would be. And something so simple, right? It yeah. wasn't a huge of a huge consequence, but I feel more comfortable having yeah. paid attention. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, yeah. I, just, I love that you're saying that and practicing with the little things. Yep. Yeah. So you've transitioned into working a lot with animals lately, teaching people about their animal intuition and that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. how did that transition come? That transition, I want to say, came like to fully say yes to it. 
I was dabbling in it two years ago. Last year was when I was like, okay, let's, let's just do it. It was fear yeah. just holding me back. Oh, um, yeah. It was just fear. I knew I've always wanted to work with animals. Always, always. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I wasn't good enough at school, at least not in the way that the school system is built for me to think mm. that I would be a great person to be a vet, right? So. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, so these things, then I, I, I put the idea aside a lot of not being mm -hmm. working with animals after that and but then when I was started to heal um in 2015 uh all the things that I used to love I started to reconnect with and animals were one of them mm. and I just realized how much they uh how much they do for us they really mm. do so much I I have yet to find a human being that I am as comfortable with than I am when I am with, a, with an animal. Mm -hmm. I've noticed that a lot too. I've been dog sitting a lot and uh, I can't believe how much calmer I feel, how much more neutral my nervous system is. And I wonder like right now, there's a huge amount of people like pet population has grown so much or pet ownership rather. And I wonder if that's because of the pandemic everyone's just feeling their nervous system more and mm -hmm. realizing how comforting animals are i think there's partly it's that um yeah i i partly and it's interesting right you're you're using the word ownership and mm. i love using the word um being a guardian mm. and i use mm -hmm. that word because that's how the animals see us i've taught yeah. i've learned that from them um, okay. they see us as being like this so there's no right or wrong here right mm -hmm. um, but I think that's also where people are starting to realize that animals just bring so much so many beautiful things in their life mm. uh, and that's one big reason why I decided to step a little higher uh, because I want to be them for the animals because although there's more people that are guardians of animals um, these animals are working really hard for us right now. So they need healing. They need support. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. COVID has affected them. You know, the situation has affected them in a big way. Oh, yeah. They have started to be very saturated. Um, what I mean by that, they're like a strainer, like a spaghetti strainer. Uh, and they take our energy and they strain it all and they make us feel better in that way, right? Okay. But they get a good um, a good break from us when we go to work and when we do our things and when, you know? and Right. Their peace and reset time when exactly, we're out of the house. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we won't leave them alone now. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. So okay. I've noticed that a lot of them would get sick, but it would it would be the very highly sensitive animals that would get sick from an overload, like oversaturated of energy from, uh, from the collective and from their guardians. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like a high stress household household or, yeah. 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 Or okay. even somebody who's been with their animals all day, all the time would do that even before COVID, you know, they, those people can still feel that, um, their stress level, anxiety, everything is going up. So it's more for the animals to work. 
Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. That's fascinating. So when you work with an animal, how do you do that? Mm. I'll be honest, there's only one way. Yeah, (laughs) it's through the heart. Okay, through the heart. Um, As I'm saying that my, my cat Flo is stepping in. She... I just saw pictures of Flo. <laughs> Your new kitty. Yeah. <laughs> Flo is my healer. She, uh, yeah. We're like, I feel like we're like bonded sisters. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So can, it's really through the heart. Um, I'm, so I know you're, I know what you're asking me, right? How do I work with animals? Um, so mm. the big answer overall is yes, the heart, but you know, the steps and all, um, mm. there's really actually a, there is a little bit of a process to it, depending on what you want to work on you know, with the animal, what the animal needs. Um, and the mm-hmm. reason why I'm being called, you know, by the guardian to come in. Um, but I'd say the one thing is that I have to be a clear channel. I have to be my heart. I have to be my body to be able to do that with them because that's the way they work. So if Mm, I'm not mm -hmm. in my head, if I am sorry, in my head, I will not hear them. I will not connect with them. They will not connect with me. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So it keeps you in integrity with your work. It really, really (laughs) does. You can't fake it for an animal. Nope. You can't. I went, I worked with a chiropractor years ago who treated horses Mm. and watching him treat them was so amazing because animals don't have stories around pain or healing or, you know, they don't have any of that garbage that humans do. Mm -hmm. They respond or they don't respond. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you can't, they're just so innocent and pure. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I love being with them. That's why we feel so good around them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What I've noticed though, it's really interesting. Um, so most animals, hmm, how can I say that? <laughs> Cause we want to say that animals don't have egos and that's not mm. my experience. Um, okay. the more an animal is spending time with a human, the more he has an ego. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. The more he has demands and desires and the more he has the way he wants it, you know? Yeah. 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 It's interesting to work with exactly like with a horse that might maybe not being so in touch with their humans. They're not sleeping in the same bed. They're not, you know, <laughs> mm, yeah. as with a, yeah. a dog where it's like maybe 24 seven. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. And maybe with the human's expectations of that pet as well. Yep, exactly. You got it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what I'm hearing you say is give your pet some space people. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> you can't expect them to be catering to your emotional needs 24 seven. No. And if you are, if you can acknowledge that the, how much they work for you, give them what they need, bring them healing, give them mm. a space or someone that can acknowledge them. And that's what I do. That's what I, when I do a session, you know, for an animal communication, after the person think that we're there, 
to answer their questions about their pet. And yes, we are, mm-hmm. and I am, but I'm going to make sure that that animal is getting as much time asking the, his questions, saying what he has mm-hmm. to say, because I am the voice of that animal. Yeah, absolutely. Communication is both ways, right? That's exactly it. And it's mm-hmm. funny because I'm, it's, I tell people it's a, it's a, it's like a, a um, I'm like the telephone line. We are having this conversation, but even while having this conversation, you can notice some of the humans that are still um, not aware uh, and they are, how can I say that? Wanting to really cater to their own needs. Mm, And often mm -hmm. it is a reflection of how they are in the relationships outside, you know, um, with their partners, maybe with their family. So it's uh, Mm, getting better mm -hmm. communicating with your animal means you're going to have better relationships all around. Yeah, I definitely noticed that. Like I used to be (laughs) so needy with my pets like oh the the dog walked through the room and didn't look at me oh what did I do (laughs) you know feeling so I must have disappointed the dog or like just feeling like yeah or or with cats because they're quite standoffish right Mm -hmm. like that not them not being as codependent like a dog is (laughs) it's true (laughs) yeah so um yeah, that's very interesting. But I feel more relaxed now. So I guess my healing so work is happy. working too. Yay! It's a beautiful combination. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. Um, so do you have any goals for where you want to to take your intuitive practice mm. that you haven't done yet? I know you've started recently teaching group work and working with kids and animals, which is so amazing. (laughs) I've been, even with my son, just talking to him about when he's around the dog, like, do you notice how you feel when you're around the dog, like around Django and, you know, do you notice that you feel a bit calmer or just do you notice how your behavior impacts her and just, just having those conversations to introduce the concept, right? It's great awareness for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Want to take care of so them. I think that's, yeah, yeah. And noticing that they're, how they're feeling, how their nervous system is around an animal mm-hmm. affects that animal. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd say for goals, um, I want to, I want to continue doing what I'm, uh, like you said, the, the, the teaching the teaching mm-hmm. route path, I'm really, really loving it. I started also doing teaching online. So I did some teaching, you know, in person. Um, mm-hmm. I want to continue just catering to as many as I can. So more of the kids, uh, more of the um, adults. I want to take it also to almost a certification course as well. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, I didn't learn this from anyone um, you know, everything I do as an, as my work, um, my intuitive business, it, it's, uh, I've learned it on my own pretty much. So I didn't go to school for that and get a degree. I didn't, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I haven't learned animal communication from anyone. It's, it's been around for a long time, but it's not mainstream. Um, mm-hmm. so to continue, I think, uh, putting out there, 
sharing what I know without being afraid, I'd, I'd say that's one of my goals. Uh, mm -hmm. I want to go mm -hmm. in the big picture. I'd love to start traveling and bring uh, my knowledge, you know, to different parts of Canada, to different um, also countries. Mm -hmm. I would love mm -hmm. to be able to do that. Um, mm -hmm. And I would love. That's exciting. Yeah, and I'd love to have a sanctuary also down the road. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> and use that space, you know, where animals come and heal. And then in return, we use that space to teach, but also to heal other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it must be exciting for you that this language is becoming more mainstream, that the idea of this is becoming more mainstream, mm -hmm. that I know it is for me that like people are having conversations like I am with my son. My parents didn't talk to me about that. It was very much more about like, your own you know, experience. listen to the authority. Yeah. But yeah. you've learned through your own experience what worked and what didn't work mm -hmm. with for you. And now you're like, I'm going to shift that for my son, which mm -hmm. I think is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like all of the healing that's happening right now with everything that's coming up with everyone being yeah. at home and disconnected, like people are looking for more ways to feel secure with themselves and, and be able to self-soothe and being able to listen to intuition is a huge piece of that. It's major. It's, and I, I think intuition is often linked with um, confidence, you know, trust. Mm, mm -hmm. Definitely and that self-trust. Yeah, and we're called, I mean, we're getting so much information from everywhere, all over the place. It's hard to know what's real and what's not. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I think it forces people to really tune in and be like, okay, what am I okay with? What's my truth? Mm. And start to move from mm -hmm. that place. And then when you start doing that, then you really start to get in touch with your intuition. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, a lot of our culture is around external mm -hmm satisfaction and external goals and and that kind of thing which then takes us further and further away from ourselves whereas yeah if we can come back in then yeah. there's there's gold in there oh baby. my god it's so juicy <laughs> i'm telling you it's delicious stuff. Huh? Uh, yeah. yeah i think yeah i feel go like ahead, sorry go ahead i got excited oh, i was I'm just like, gonna Wah! say <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I lost my train of thought. Don't worry. Go for it. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, like, I, I feel like the more I do that, like the little things that like the saying, no, the feeling, the body sensation tapping into that, that, yeah, I do feel yeah. more confident and more secure in myself. And that's easier to connect with other people when I'm connected with my true self. Exactly. Because then you know yeah. that you're doing what's best for your highest good. Yeah. And in truth, when you do what's best for your highest good, it is for the highest good of everybody as well. Yeah. Yeah. You shine your light and gives permission for other people to do that too. If they want to. And that, that's the part that we often have problems with is that we're afraid to make actions, take action because we think that um, whatever we choose to do for ourselves is going to have a negative impact on someone but again, if it is for your highest good, it's for their highest good, it might not please them. Maybe it means that they have to go through a lesson and that might be their highest good. Mm. Mm -hmm. But that's up to them, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
That's right. That's a tough one. It's a tough one. It's easy to say. It's a tough one. I'm like, yep, but that's, yeah, that's a hard one. It's a tough one, believe me, yep. Yeah. But yeah, abandoning yourself always to try to keep the peace or be happy or like Mm -hmm. control Control other people's experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't work, man. Well, you know. It can work. It just won't give you it won't give you the best um, outcome. Yeah, that's true. Not sustainable. Yeah, it, or you know, it, maybe, let's put it that way. Maybe you might not. You're choosing a different experience. Yeah. So I think we have to come to the point yeah. like, what do I want to experience? How do I want to feel? Yeah. How many times do I want to learn this lesson? Yes. <laughs> Or how I learned, I like to learn lessons many, 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 many times. Oh, you and me too. You and me. Believe me. I sound like I'm all like, I'm like, I'm in, you know, I'm in touch and all this. You got it all figured out. It took a lot of, uh, it took a lot of work to get there. And still, and still. Yeah. And still every day. Absolutely. I'm no, you know, me, I, I was actually having a little get together with that online with my animal communicators last night and I was I had to remind him I said I am no more special like than you are like I am not what I do is not special I said everybody can do it everybody really Mm -hmm. can it's a matter of will we do what it takes will we go Mm -hmm. through Mm -hmm. the process yeah. Willing to practice, willing to repeat, willing to make mistakes. Yeah. And I think also, yeah. I think we go through eventually, all of us, a spot of in our life where it's a, it's just hard. It's really, really hard, really hard. And you're like, oh my God, how can I get around it? And there's no point to try to get around. You have to get through it. You yeah. know what a lot of people will call their dark night of the soul. And I think Mm -hmm. if we cannot shy away from this and really enter the process, otherwise we are just making things worse so they can have, this is going to happen anyway, right? You're going to have to get through this eventually in this lifetime or another one. And it it compounds itself, right? And, um, And if people are okay with, doing this and being uncomfortable and that was something I would tell people in the practice of getting in touch with your intuition and doing all of this work please know you will be feeling uncomfortable and be mm-hmm. at ease knowing that yeah. I wish somebody would have said that yeah. to me feels, <laughs> feels worse before it feels better yeah. well it's like <laughs> being pregnant right yeah. um, it's like going yeah. through pregnancy and often at the beginning yeah when we practice people will give up because they don't see results the thing is that right. it's the same when you're pregnant at the beginning you don't see you're pregnant it but it's there yeah. you know actually yeah. a lot of women will actually lose weight at the beginning mm. but it's mm-hmm. there it's real and then yeah it's yeah. building and then you you're feeling more uncomfortable and more uncomfortable with lots of nice sweet moments in between that you really get to take advantage of <laughs> mm-hmm. 
practice gratitude right? for. <laughs> and, yeah. and at the end, though, if you can get through that, knowing that at the end of that pregnancy, you know there's something beautiful waiting for you. Same thing with the process. You're birthing yourself. Mm. Yeah. That's a beautiful way to look at it. Oh, this is so wonderful. Thank you for sharing this with me. You're so welcome. We could like take so many paths with this. So many. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. Yep. It's something that I've been working on and I've, I just think it's so important and I, I think, you know, hearing people or people being able to hear you just talk about your process and that, and that it wasn't a light switch moment, mm-hmm. even for someone who is incredibly in touch with their intuition, um, that we can start with little baby steps. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And just connect with ourselves. And yeah. they're not alone. There are lots of people that do the work that I do now. And, yeah. and I think finding your match, you know, finding the person that works in an energy that you're, you feel, uh, you feel at ease with is important. And it's not for people Mm -hmm. to take Mm -hmm. personal when you're not being chosen by someone. If you're in that field, it's not about us, Mm. (laughs) you know, it's Mm -mm. not about us. No, no, absolutely. There has to be a resonance there for sure. Deep connection. Oh, well, thank you so much. You're so welcome. I love chatting with you always. <laughs> thank you so much for <laughs> for doing this too, for, you know, stepping in those shoes and, and taking that leap and, you know, you doing this work um, helps everybody. So thank you. Oh, thank <laughs> you. I hope you enjoy this sunny day. I sure will. <laughs> Actually, I just saw some people skating on the bay. Ah. <gasps> Fun. So I'm going to go out there in the world. Thank you, sweetie. I'll chat soon. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you felt inspired or want to share it with a friend, that would be fantastic. You can also like and share, which is going to help get the word out. Hope you have a wonderful day and we'll see you next time on Beautifully Naive.